Hello, and welcome back to the Physio DC podcast, where we give you PT news and insight into some of the Physio DC shenanigans. Wow, do you, do you say that every time you do this podcast? I do, it's my awesome. little tagline. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Today, we are going to be talking with one of our therapists, Daniel Baumstark. I'm back. And we are going to be talking about... Basically, how I convinced Dan to join the Yoga with Adrian 30-day yoga journey with me. Um, I I finished it. Yeah, it's on it's it's on YouTube. Yes, Yoga with Adrian is an incredibly popular YouTube channel. Uh, she's probably one of the more prolific YouTubers that yeah, has to deal with yoga. Look, I think if you if if I remember if I looked at some of her class, like her classes had been viewed maybe like half a million to a million times yeah definitely for, for individual classes absolutely so, very easy to find yes on- so every year at least for the past few years she does uh on january 1st she does a 30-day yoga journey and it was coming up to january so i asked dan to join me this year and see so what he hippie. thought so, such, <laughs> such filled with hippie goodness so now that, you know, it's currently June, so that's a little spoiler that into... You, yeah, that gives you a little insight into, <laughs> yeah. my, into how I handle it. <laughs> but we now get to finally talk about it. Oh, by the way, if you hear a ton of panting, my dog is going crazy. Yes. We, have, we have two dogs. We're, we're sitting here on the couch, and there are, there, are, there are two dogs kind of lounging around us. So it's like Sweetie Pie's finally calming his ass yeah, down. He so. sat down. So we don't want to hear anything about sound quality. You can, you can always edit. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, I have a couple of questions for you. Ask. All right. Prior to this experience, what was your impression of yoga? All right. I, so that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very wide question. It is. <laughs> so I had, ne- I had never done, I'd never practiced yoga myself. Okay. And I had seen tons of patients over 20 some odd years who were yoga practitioners, some of them are yoga teachers, so that probably makes me a bad clinician, but uh, my, my thoughts of, of yoga were, I've, I maybe had a little bit of a bias, I would say, like that yoga, maybe it fosters hypermobility and hyperextensibility, like, and, and by that, that just means people who have way too much range of motion in their joints, to the point where it frightens me, when, when I evaluated some of these people, especially some of the yoga teachers, the amount of range that they had was, was startling. And, and and probably pathological yes. in, in in some in some respect. And these are all biases, so I'm, I'm putting them on the table. Um, but so the other notes I put here, I said, good luck telling yoga teachers that they need to scale back their stretching. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten into it with a couple of. I, I've had yoga teachers who I've seen for like one session, who I present to them that they have a hypermobility issue and they need to lay off the stretching. That's the last time I saw them. And it's it would you know it, I would not be a good clinician if I was not presenting what I saw with the observation. Um, the other, what else did I put down? Oh, I put good pain versus pathological pain. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was I'm not sure that every uh, I wasn't sure that everybody that practiced yoga understood what good pain was versus pathological pain. More on that later. Uh-huh. Um, and the other note I put down is I watched people doing classes. I've watched a live class before, you know, before I did this. Right. So, you know, I, I made some effort to look at it. Okay. And I, and I watched a live class or two and I just thought to myself, I can't do that. <laughs> so I am going to admit that I asked you to do this because yeah. I 
for sure overheard you telling patients how you felt about yoga. Uh-huh. And I also knew that you had never done yoga. So you're right. So you got to walk the walk. I kind of wanted you to. Yes. <laughs> do this. And my opinion has been somewhat changed. Good. Somewhat. Good. More than somewhat. This this was not your first yoga experience as far as doing yoga. You took a class before, I took a, right? I took a class. So I th- I what was I, that experience? I think I, I think I put a blog on, on the physio website about it. Okay. Um, so if, if you guys are bored listening to this, you can go look at the, at, at the blog. It's, it's, a, it's a quick read. When I took the class, I was kind of, you know, I was slightly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nervous, apprehensive, mm-hmm. because it was in a room like I, this was, this was out in Lost River, West Virginia, where, where it's a, there's a little community of people there where everybody kind of knows everybody and the weekenders all know the weekenders and hang out there. And there's a yoga barn down by the, down by highway 259. And on Saturday they do classes. And I just kind of thought like, Oh, I, I don't want to make it. I don't want to make an ass of myself by, by doing this. So I, I took a class there. I told the instructor when I went up there, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, this is the first time in my life that I'm, that I'm, you know, that I've decided that I've decided to come and take a, an in-person class, take it easy on me. And the, the, the instructor was totally cool. Uh, and he actually gave me good advice, which is advice that I would give people who are who are starting live classes. Mm-hmm. Is it don't look at other, look at other. You can look at other people to get an idea of what the pose is that they're doing, but don't try to emulate them. And I I do think that for a lot of people, because you have people in their in classes with such vast differences in mobility, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on what class you take, right? But that could be a huge problem. Of course, and that it goes that way for mobility and strength. But that's the general issue with group exercise in general. Yeah. like we so, have this competitive spirit. Sure, I think with yoga, with any with any group exercise class, that's a potential problem. And with yoga classes, also, if there's a despair, if there's a wide disparity in the ability level of the people, that could be problematic as well. So I just looked at people briefly just to see what position they were moving into to make sure that I was just try- at least trying to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I had the presence of mind to know that I'm going to do what is comfortable for me and screw everybody, screw everybody else. And the teacher, was t- the teacher was totally cool with that. And the class was funny. <laughs> what was because, funny the, the, because the instructors, in the middle of the class, the instructor's toes cramped. Oh. And I saw his toes curl down, and he started making this weird look on his face. <laughs> and at the same time, there was a woman, probably in her 60s, who was in front of me to the left. And I looked over at her, and they were trying to do a pigeon pose. Is that what it's called? Uh, pigeon is like a stretch on or a crow pose. Crow, it's the one where you, when you're on your hands and knees. You're balancing. And then you bring your knees up onto your elbows, and you're tipping forward. Yes, the crow pose. The crow pose. So the people were trying, some people in the class were doing the crow pose. There was no way in hell I was doing the crow pose. Right. I was just doing about half of it modified. Mm-hmm. There was a, a woman in her 60s in front of me who was doing the crow pose and went over her head and fell into this. Thank God there was a wall. She was right next to a wall. <laughs> but she fell, her legs fell into the side of the wall and then she did a forward flip on onto her back. Yeah. And made a horrible noise. <laughs> she was fine. She was, she was fine though. But it, so it was entertaining. I guarantee you, though, if you ever venture into trying a crow pose, you will face plant often. So, <laughs> after taking the thirty-day class, yeah. I'm, so I am still 
taking like I'm still taking some of her classes. Yeah. So I'm past 30 days now. Yeah. I'm like on day 34. Uh-huh. And in one of the classes, there was that pose, yeah. and I was actually able to get into it for about three seconds. Nice. There you go. Who would have, who would have thought? You gained some strength. It took me long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it. I still struggle with core pose, and I've been working. I, I'm not sure. You know, from from a clinical standpoint, I'm not sure that the crow pose is a fantastic idea. Just because you're taking all of you're taking all of your weight through your hands and your forearms at kind of an awkward angle. Yeah, it's fun though. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just want, I just wanted to try it to see I just wanted to try it to see if I could do it. It's a fun challenge. Yeah. Um. So in the 30 day journey, it's supposed to be 30 you keep days. Saying it's a 30 day journey. Because yeah. You I do want to make fun of you. I am prepping everybody for this. Say whatever you want. So in this 30-day journey that started on January 2nd. Wait a minute. How many days? 30 days. Okay. (laughs) And today is June 6th. How long did it take you? When did you finish? I finished it. I finished it probably in mid to late May. Oh. So you do the math. Yeah. January, February, March. So it took me over four months to do it. Well, okay. I fall off. I, I mean, I fell off the wagon a few times, but mm-hmm. I, I directed myself back to it. And once the pandemic started mm-hmm. and, and we were furloughed and we had lots of time, I started doing the classes like one a day. And quite frankly, honestly, that's not really that bad. I know I'm making fun of you, but you aside from the one class in Lost River, you'd never really done yoga. So now you're, you were averaging about, what, two classes a week? Now I'm doing, well... At the time, I mean, it, to get through the 30 yeah. days? That, I think and that's totally last, reasonable. In the last week, I want to say the last week when I was entirely off, I did one class a day. Yeah. So I blew, I blew through the last part of the program. And, like, I think that's kind of how it's set up. Like, the classes are definitely, you start very basic in the beginning, working on yeah. foundations. There are definitely some days that are restful, more restful, more restorative, and other days right. that are much more intense. I like, and I like how that woman mixed it up. Yeah, um, it definitely makes it reasonable. But yeah, for I, I know I'm making a lot of fun of you about it, but if you take the average, and for you having never done this activity before, I think twice a week is That's a responsible right. way mm-hmm. to get into a new at the, activity. At the beginning, when I started, there's no way I could have done that every day. It was yeah. too much. Yeah. So I want to, if memory serves me correctly, the first day for like the first, tw- for, for the first 15 minutes or so, you're just sitting. I know. You're just sitting. And you're so you're with, sore. What's the, what's the position called? I mean, it's just, you're just sitting uh, for, for lay people. It's like Indian style. Right. And, and you're just trying to keep your head above, she keeps saying like head, head above heart, 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 heart above the pelvis or, yeah. or whatnot. Just sitting there and trying to sit there while, while like elevating your sternum and keeping your spine straight is like after 10 or 15 minutes, I, I was thinking like, how in the hell is she doing this? Like, I can't, like, I can't tolerate this position. And my, and, and sitting in like an Indian style position, my, I, I'm pretty sure my common peroneal nerve just started going numb because I was clamping it. So the whole lateral side of my foot and everything started going numb. And I actually had to get out of the position yeah. for, you know, for 20 seconds and then, and then get back into it and shake it out. Yeah. It's funny because I don't know if I've ever sit still in that position for that long. It's and I remember thinking I am getting fatigued just sitting here as she's talking to try to distract. She, that, that woman could sit there all day and, <laughs> and talk like that. And it's effortless for her. But Good for her. it goes to show like how difficult sitting with proper posture is and how our desk workers, you know, mm. like we're more cognizant about our posture and most 
desk jockeys or not. Is that a restorative position? Like if you took a restorative yoga class, I don't know. I think it is. Yeah. So like I would even just recommend to patients that sit at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. If you, if, if you can build endurance, just sitting in that floor position. Yeah. You're going to be doing yourself some good. Absolutely. I felt my shoulder blades. I felt my core. Definitely felt like my hips. Good times. Yeah. Um, All right. So after the first few days, what did you think after the first few days of of doing Um, this? Well, you mentioned that you thought you couldn't do it every day. Yes. So after I was, after I had about five to 10 classes under my belt, these are the notes that I wrote. I said, definitely felt better mobility in my spine, rib cage and legs. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I was less stiff in the morning when I woke up. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my movement was my general movements throughout the day were more fluid. So and and I definitely thought that that was a motivator to keep going. That so seems... positive. My response to you know to, to kind of easing into this was positive. I and and with the, with with the little asterisk that I was not trying to push hard into those positions, and it was kind right. of a little bit frustrating because okay. seeing someone go into a forward fold position when you're just starting to do that. If you're listening to this and you're on the less mobile side of the spectrum, like like a lot of men are, for mm-hmm. example, it's like I would feel massive neural tension in the back in the back of my legs. Right. And and just for people who are listening, neural so there's a difference between hamstring stretch and neural tension. Like a if if you're standing and and we tell you like bend forward, forward fold like you're going to touch your hands to your feet or touch your hands to the floor, I would feel horrible, horrible unpleasantness. Not even in my hamstrings, but behind my knees. Yeah. Which is kind of a choke point for that for that sciatic nerve and, and how that nerve transitions as it goes down the back of your leg. Felt nasty, and I could feel that over the course of doing that whole continuum of those thirty classes that that started to lessen. Now now like for now like it's not gone. On me, but it's definitely like 25% of the intensity that used to be. Good times. I definitely notice when I'm more frequent or more consistent with doing yoga, I feel a ton better. Yeah. Like just more flexible. I actually feel now like I need to do it. Right. Which is messed up. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same with other training. Like, my principal form of exercising growing up in my adulthood has been, like, like do, going to the gym and doing a weight routine two or three times a week. And once you get into it, you feel like, yeah, I need to be doing this. Right. And you feel cranky if you don't. My Like, from a flexibility standpoint, like, I feel now that I want to do this a couple times a week. I feel that way from a flexibility standpoint and also from a strength standpoint because I am, my upper body strength is so poor and in yoga, a a good portion of it, the, some of the poses you are weight bearing on your hands, uh, some of the hurt. Oh, that's another thing. I'm just thinking that right now that hurt my hands. My, I could feel like my thumbs have a little bit of arthritis in them, like holding mm-hmm. down dogs yeah. and planks and all that for long periods of time. I would probably say for some people, like if, you, if you've been manually intensive your whole life or if you're weak in your arms, you might want to wear like weight gloves. I wonder, but I've never seen anybody wearing weight gloves doing yoga, but it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Did that improve for you over the course of the, uh, the Because journey? I have a little arthritis in my thumbs, it didn't really, like that sensation didn't really improve. Mm. But for you weightlifters out there, I, I used to think that yoga was bullshit when they, when they said, yeah. you're going to get much better strength in your arm. And I thought like, weightlifting will do that. I definitely feel that yoga has actually, that the strength, like the core strength mm-hmm. and the way how it strengthens you kind of differently. Yeah. 
makes me, I think I'm more prepared for dealing with weight training now in my, in my forties. Yeah. There's a lot more eccentric strengthening yeah. oh. for the upper body. So it was, that was surprising to me. Um, did you notice any changes in your mood? In my mood? Yeah. So I'm always, like yoga I'm always, is. I'm always in a horrible mood. <laughs> That's never going to change. <laughs> well, cause you know, you have to think about it. Like yoga is not just the practice of the quote unquote exercise. Um, I'm not entirely sold on that whole. Okay. Like when they start talking about, so she starts talking about like your energy is going up the front of your body mm-hmm. and it's going down the back of your body and like wiggle your fingers and let the energy, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that makes me feel. I just kind of go along with it and just kind of, my mind just kind of trails off and I'm just kind of doing my thing. Right. Does it make me feel special or anything or more connected with the earth or the world and all that? And mm, that's just me. Okay. You never know, though, because that may change. Because I think, for me, I kind of started off that way with yoga, but now I definitely feel that I know what people are saying when they say, you know, what you feel on the mat you'll carry through with the rest of your day. Physically. Okay. Physically, sure. But, like, like the mental, like, the whole interconnectedness mm-hmm. and that type of, I don't know. Maybe I, need to, maybe I need to read up on that more. I don't know. I think I just feel that because... You know, obviously it's a challenge. Some of the poses are difficult. I definitely feel like there there's difficulty in the poses. And when things get difficult, you're told to kind of breathe through it and relax. And I think that that has helped me with other things that get difficult in life. I'm like, okay, I've been here before. It's when I was doing a chaturanga that I didn't want to do. Okay. And I breathe, I was able to breathe through it. And now this patient's getting on my nerves and I can breathe through that too. <laughs> All right. I, you know what? I never considered that, but I'm going to, uh, I'll, you know what? I'll try that. Why not? <laughs> what have I got to lose? All right, so we sort of answered this already, but I kind of want to know, like, if there was a particular pose or movement pattern that you felt was the biggest accomplishment. Definitely forward fold. Okay. Forward fold into, like, that half... That half fold position, mm-hmm. and I I do feel like I've gotten a bit better too with the single leg balance type things. Yeah, that one where where she's kind of like in that pyramid position, yeah. and then she kicks the leg up behind her, and then you're on one leg. Like when I first started doing that, no way standing splits. So, yeah, so I went from I went from pathetic to I can do I can sort of do it for a little bit of time now. So I'll and I'll. Yeah, I'll continue to try to improve with that. We talked about this earlier. I was going to ask if you plan to continue with doing some yoga with your regular I'm s- exercise activities. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I think this ties into your to your last question. Yeah. As well. So like, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it, but I'm going to. I think that the vast majority of that is going to be done at home. Why is that? Because I like it better that way. Because I don't have to compare. I don't have to compare myself to other people. And it's way, way easier for me to deal with that. And you don't have to deal with the with the crap of other of trying to emulate other people, or I've, you know, and I can't say this has happened to me because it hasn't happened to me. But I, but I hear anecdotal, I hear anecdotes of people saying that oh, you know, I hurt my back when this teacher came and forced me into this position. Exactly. That is not. If somebody tried that on me, uh, that that entire I would disrupt that entire class. <laughs> I would stop the, I would cause a scene. <laughs> I would and storm out and God knows what, God knows what else. But I, I don't need to be for, you know, you, you know your body. Exactly. My forward fold took months to get to the point where I can get my hands on the floor. Right. 
if I had gone into a yoga class and some jackass had had got behind me mm-hmm. and pushed my lumbar spine into more flexion so that I would go down, that's not going to happen. And, and right. here, here's a little side story. When I was done taking when, taking a, a yoga with Adrian class, mm-hmm. when you're done watching something on YouTube, it throws up another class like, okay, starting in 10 seconds is going to be blah, blah, blah. Right. And there was some other class that was like a middle to advanced level flow class taught by some dude looks like they were up in the mountains in tibet Mm -hmm. and there are a couple there are several instructors instructors in the room i just watched it for five minutes just because i wanted to see what was happening right and all these and these people are doing a badass yoga workout and the instructors are going through the class and they're pushing these people down more into i don't know if they were training instructors or Mm -hmm. what they were doing and i just i was just i just laughed out loud right like there's no way you could ever convince me that, that that i need to do something like that yeah i think it's difficult to find a a good instructor where you feel comfortable where the location of the studio you know the studio energy itself that you feel comfortable in um because you do have you know the super you're not a very hippy dippy person so you have your super hippy dippy studios you have your super privileged studios where there's just you know some overly privileged people that just want to get out of their houses and sweat for a little while and then go have mimosas with their friends. And then you have studios where unfortunately the employees or studio owners, they don't necessarily hire the best instructors. And I've seen in the office as patients, somebody who's doing yoga instructor training that says, you know, my shoulder hurts every time I get into downward dog. And I said, well, let me take a look at it. And it's because it didn't have really great technique. And I, you know, made a a suggestion that was based on a yoga instructor that I love that actually did a podcast with before Lisa Martinez. Actually, Lisa now works with Yoga Alliance and she pretty much goes through the syllabus for all yoga instructors to make sure they're actually teaching the right thing. That sounds responsible. Yep, that's what she's doing now. But it was just so funny because then this patient said, wow, of all the teacher training that I've ever done, this was never a correction that was told to me. And I immediately don't feel that pinching in my shoulder anymore. And I can't believe I've been doing this for so long and nobody's ever told me. So would you, would you think too? I mean, I would, I would think if I'm going, if I'm going to take a class in person and and if you're looking to do this and you're just kind of getting started, what's the, what's the, you could take yoga for beginners or, uh, what's the term? Restorative. Restorative yoga. So restorative is more kind of your, your, my understanding of it is that you're in the posture is very slow. It's a slow transition. I think you, I think yoga with Adrian, that that 30-day course, is probably kind of restorative-ish. Yeah, I think it's honestly just to get to get people that have maybe never done yoga in their life into a, a small routine, give them a little taste yeah. of what it's like. And then for people that are very advanced yogis, they obviously can take any of the poses that she's given and, and bring it to the advanced level, which is the wonderful thing about a home practice. You can do that if you are advanced and not be worried that you're causing a scene or you can do the lowest level of a pose and not be embarrassed that you're slacking. And as a, and as a spoiler, as a, as a last thought here for a spoiler alert, for the 30 days of class, she is talking, I would say, exce- almost excessively yes. through, through all of these classes. <laughs> like she, she, I mean, I, I like, she has a good vibe. I like her. Sometimes she kind of drips. She, she'll start talking about stuff that I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> and it's just kind of random and it kind of just kind of goes off tangentially. That's totally cool. The class is good. I recommend it. 
The spoiler is the last class. I was not expecting this shit. <laughs> last class, she goes, oh, like in this tradition. I'm like, what do you mean traditions? Well, she's done it for other years. She's like, I turn my mic off and I just do the class. So at the very last episode, she turns her mic off and then just go. And then you just hear, you just hear like soothing music. And she's just banging from one pose to another for 40 minutes. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I can't. Uh, I'm, and I was concerned because I was yeah. used to doing it with her, with her talk through and her instruction. And then she turns that all off and the last one she goes. And I made it. I went through the whole thing and I did not, I did not have to stop. I did not have to, I, you know what I mean? So I, I surprised myself. So I was, I was frightened when she first said that, but when it was, when it was all said and done, I was sweating buckets yeah. at the end of the last class. And, and I said to myself, is she, she has built us up to a yoga class. Yeah. And if that is a yoga class, that is badass. And it was, it was hard to do, but I was able to do it. And I thought that the way that she prepared us for that through those 29 days was appropriate. I honestly started doing her classes because as a physical therapist, just hearing the way that she instructs, yes, oftentimes she goes off in her little tangents and she gets a little Zen brain, but that's a good, that's a good term. Zen brain. That's exactly, that's exactly what she does. Yeah. She gets a little Zen's out and goes off um, in her own world, but the way she instructs um, you getting into a pose or how you should feel when you're in a pose, certain muscles that maybe you need to recruit when you're in a particular pose, I think are very useful from a physical therapy standpoint of knowing how to do certain things. Like even something as simple as a low lunge, which for the stretching world would be kind of in a half kneeling position where one leg's in front, one leg's behind. I see a lot of people trying to stretch their hip flexors this way and all they do is just kind of lean into it which isn't great on the hip capsule. And I remember, I don't know if she mentioned it much during the 30-day journey, but in many of her videos, she reminds you to kind of squeeze your glutes, engage your lower abdominals, engage your pelvic floor. And I immediately feel more support through my hip while still being able to get a pretty decent hip flexor stretch out of it. I agree. I have no criticism. Yeah, so... Um, what, what are things coming to mind? In my, how many years has she done this? Uh, the 30-day journey? Yes. Maybe four. Okay. For those of you who are looking to try it, do the most recent one. Home. Home. Is the so if you go on YouTube and you hit yoga, Adrian, home, it'll pop up. Because I do think she's evolved. She's pretty, she can't be any older than like 30. She's very young. She's young. Yeah. So she, like, when I was done with home, I went back and did, I started doing Dedicate or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever, the one before it. And looking at that, this is kind of a weird perspective, but looking at that from before, like her more recent ones, she's evolving and she's doing the sequencing of it better and, and she's doing the prep to build you up to that, up to the class better. If you took one of the, and I haven't, you know, I don't want to say that this opinion is fully qualified because I haven't done the whole other mm-hmm. dedicate one, although I'm doing this now, but I feel, I do feel like doing the home one first was actually the, be- the better thing to do. Yeah. And so I know all of these, the names are pretty silly, um, but I do think that they are there for a reason. I, I know that I think when she started this one home, it was to kind of go back to the basics of everything, um, which is why it's called home. Uh, so I do think that that is a good one for anybody that may be just starting, maybe just starting to get interested, want to check it out, and they're not sure if they can do yeah. yoga. Sure. 
I do think that it is, there are many modifications for many people, for, for people that may have issues. So I'm happy to say that I think yoga is probably mostly for most people. It is. I, can't I, th- I, I think, I mean, there are some exceptions. If, if you are, if you are, if you are, quote, double jointed, that's what a lot of people use that term. I don't know what the hell I it don't means, even know what that means. <laughs> if, if you are super flexible to begin with, I'm not sure that it is really a sound idea for you to go and like chase crazy crazy stretch positions right. but and, and this is my biased self-interested position if you are a dude for example like men inherently have less stability or, or less flexibility i should say than women if you are stiff and you can't t- like if you try to bend forward and you can barely touch your knees i don't think yoga is a bad idea for you i would actually i would recommend you know i would recommend to a middle-aged or younger or older male who's who is kind of stiff I would recommend that type of uh, that type of course uh, as a as a good way to kind of address that problem. Yeah, and kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying about if you have a lot of flexibility, I do think that if you go into it with the right mindset, that it can be useful for you because a lot of the times people that are overly flexible or overly mobile sometimes lack strength and stability. Yeah. And so if you go into it with the right mindset of like really feeling your muscles working in certain poses and not just hanging out, I can hang out in a forward fold all day. I've been dancing since I was three, but I'm not necessarily going to be gaining any strength by doing that. I can hang out in a downward dog all day, but if I'm not engaging my rotator cuff and engaging my core, I'm not going to get the strength that I need. Do the strength for hypermobile people, do the strength poses more, do the, do the passive stretch poses less or modify them and know, and know what pathology should feel like. Yeah. And, And if you need guidance on that, like talk to, talk to someone who's in the know. Exactly. On that. Cool. So that kind of brings us to uh, the end of... We want to thank our sponsors. I'm just kidding. We don't have any sponsors. (laughs) We have no sponsors. We suck. We're small potatoes. But But whatever. I do love yoga with Adrian. (laughs) Adrian, you're the best. And also, oh, here's another thing. If you've never watched any of her videos, if nothing else, you can watch her cute, cute cattle dog. Um, Benji. Oh, that's right. She has a dog that just hangs out in the background the whole time. Benji just hangs out. Pretty well behaved. Pretty well behaved. Once in a while, the dog gets up and walks off screen. Yes. That is when I get sad. (laughs) When I come up from a pose and Benji's gone. Um, But yeah, uh, Yoga with Adrian, I give her her, um, two thumbs up. And if anybody wants to try and they've never tried it before, I would say start with the 30 day home journey and. Maybe if you have any insights, uh, you can always send us a message um, on the podcast comments, or you can reach out to us in our social media on Facebook at PhysioDC or on Instagram and let us know what you think, if it's made any changes in your flexibility or strength. And yeah, that's about it. Cool. Thanks, Kira. Dan, thanks for doing this one with me. And you guys have a great, great day. 